Welcome to the ICMA Future Leaders FinTech Working Group podcast series on blockchain and capital markets. Tune in to hear the industry's leading experts explore some of the key issues surrounding the use of blockchain technology in capital markets today. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the third episode of this ICMA Future Leader FinTech Working Group podcast series. My name is Sebastian van Kampenhout, and I work for Euroclear as a public policy officer. Central Securities Depositories, or CSDs, could play a key role in a future digitalized capital markets, but the move of these financial market infrastructure in a DLT environment is not without challenges. One of the challenged phase is how to process the payment leg of a security settlement transaction when settling a digital bond recorded on a DLT platform. The way CSDs must process the cash leg of a transaction is obviously very strictly regulated. The guiding principles behind the settlement of securities transactions are actually pretty much the same in every jurisdiction across the globe, because they are set at global level by CPMI IOSCO in the Principles for Financial Market Infrastructure. These global standards state that the payment leg must be performed in central bank money when practicable and available, and when it is not the case, commercial bank money can be used, but only under specific circumstances. So, how can a CSD apply that in a DLT environment? Central bank digital currencies or CPDCs are not available yet in most countries, so the requirements linked to the use of central bank money is not straightforward as it is today. And it seems difficult to consider tokenized cash or stable coins as commercial bank money. So does that mean that we are stuck and CSDs will not be able to settle tokenized bonds until this is clarified or CBDCs are available? Luckily, no. Several CSDs have been investigating these questions over the last years, and they came up with different options. Clearstream tested with Bundesbank uh, a settlement interface for digital securities, the trigger solutions. Euroclear tested last year a wholesale CBDC settlement with Banque de France. But one market infrastructure went even further than that and already launched a digital platform that can settle digital bonds in real life. This is Six Digital Exchange in Switzerland, and I'm glad to be joined by David Nunes, who is the head of SDX. Welcome, David, and thank you very much for joining us today. Well, good afternoon, Sebastian, and thank you very much for inviting me to the podcast. Well, first, David, uh, can you maybe please set the scene by explaining what is SDX, Six Digital Exchange, and the origin of these projects? So, SDX is the first fully regulated and fully integrated trading, settlement, and custody financial markets infrastructure built on blockchain technology. And an idea of you know, our origin story is that in 2018, uh, Six Group identified DLT and blockchain as a potential game-changing technology for financial markets infrastructure. And we embarked on a journey to deploy a fully regulated CSD and digital assets exchange based on DLT and blockchain technology. And in September 2021, we were granted a license by FINMA to operate a CSD based on DLT. And we issued the first digital bond in November of last year. That's very interesting. And before we dig in, how cash settlement could practically be done on DLT and how you do it as EDX. Maybe can you please briefly explain how bonds are settled today in a CSD and why central bank money is the preferred asset for all that? 
So absolutely. So CSDs generally have arrangements in place with their domestic central bank and the corresponding payment system. So T2 uh, for T2S and CHAPS for Euroclear, UK and Ireland, and Fedwire for DTCC, SIC and SIS for the Swiss CSD and so on. So that the cash legs of the DVP settlements take place across fiat and cash accounts of members in the RTGS payment system. And in terms of your question around central bank money being a preferred settlement asset, and some CSDs are being allowed to settle in uh, commercial bank money under specific conditions. So I'm happy to address that, which is that on limited occasions, certain CSDs and international CSDs, with the emphasis on the I, international, are not able to use arrangements with their domestic central bank, and they have to resort to using commercial bank money arrangements. And for instance, when settlements need to take place in multiple currencies. So the two large ICSDs, Euroclear Bank and Clearstream Bank Lux, and also SIS in Switzerland, do support settlement in over 30 different currencies. And for those, the only practical and accepted arrangement is to use commercial bank money. And does these principles that you just explained, are they applicable across the world or are there different ways to do it for CSDs? The above type of arrangement I was previously referring to, the CSD with the domestic RTGS payment systems is most frequently used internationally. Or the exception of the two large ICSDs is specific to Europe. So some other CSDs have attempted to put in place arrangements for DVP and other currencies and their national currency, but the volumes are very small. And for that, I'd point to uh, the instance of the Hong Kong CSD settling in US dollars or Eurica, UK and Ireland uh, settling in Euro and, US and in USD. So now that we have a small background on how it takes place today, we can maybe go on the DLT part of it. Uh, can you maybe explain what is different with the settlement process when we apply it to digital assets and DLT? We often hear about atomic settlements, on-chain or off-chain settlements, and these kind of difficult terms. Um, can you maybe clarify all that and explain what is different with this new technology? Yeah, absolutely. So the very common term in the DLT industry is atomic swap of the asset and the cash legs. And it is equivalent to DVP, the guarantees, the transfer of securities only happens after payment has been made, so thus reducing settlement risk. But SDX offers a more atomic service between our exchange and our CSD, whereby the execution of a trade on our exchange and the settlement of that trade in our CSD are all atomic. So this is three-way atomicity. So one being trade execution, two being transfer of the securities, and three, the transfer of the cash leg. And all those three steps take place in a synchronous fashion, or they don't take place at all. So in the DLT world, most chains only support the asset leg for on-chain transfers. The settlement asset, typically the fiat leg in DVP transfers, needs to be transferred in a separate system. Hence, people refer to off-chain transfers. And this leads to substantial complexities in order to achieve the, the typical uh, DVP level that fully eliminates settlement risk or quite often settlement risk cannot be eliminated at all. Definitely a complex topic that I hope that we will be able to clarify today. When you explain all this, so this uh, is the process behind, but I believe that uh, DLT offers also the possibility to use different types of assets. So today's CSD are using central bank money and commercial bank money. DLT offers new types of assets and there are, I think we hear about stablecoins, CBDCs, etc. Can you please clarify what are these assets and what would be the benefits of them? 
So in theory, DLT can support the same type of traditional settlement assets, so commercial bank money and central bank money, or rather the tokenized versions of these, for instance, uh, the CBDCs and tokenized commercial bank money. But it could also support more exotic flavors of stable coins. And in other words, the tokens issued by various types of corporations and backed by various types of more or less liquid assets, from reserve balances to liquid debt instruments and securities to less liquid assets. But SDX ourselves, we only use tokenized commercial bank money, i.e. that is 100% backed by reserve balances at the SMB and can be converted one to one at all times into Swiss francs. So I think the regulators might and most probably will have a say in what kind of stable coins a CSD is allowed to use, be it with direct intervention or by demanding a very high level of reserves to be put underlying the stable coins. So on these stable coins that you just mentioned, um, so we are not there yet that a CSD can use stable coins for as a settlement assets, but it seems uh, there was an interesting move made last year by CPMI IOSCO, who issued uh, a consultation to adapt the principles for financial market infrastructure and to consider potentially stablecoin arrangements as being a new type of financial market infrastructure. So this would mean that if the PFMIs are adapted with these stablecoin arrangements, stablecoins could be used as a means of payments by financial market infrastructure like CSDs and CCPs. Do you think that this could be an alternative uh, to CBDCs at one point in time? I think it may be. I think it's something, it's an area that uh, would have to sort of wait and see, but I would, I would imagine that it would depend on the kind of stablecoins we're referring to, because all stablecoins are certainly not created equal. There are various different kinds of stablecoins, ones that we know are one-to-one -one backed with fiat, but ones that are a little less clear around what the underlying actually is, and in some cases we have no idea at all. And then there's the other breed of stablecoins, algorithmic stablecoins, which, um, which again have a very different structure and aren't necessarily backed by any underlying. So I think it will be uh, any regulation around this would look at the nature of the stablecoins itself, and, and limit the usage accordingly. But right, but as of this point, I haven't heard of any regulator who's expressed strong interest in having stable coins settle as, as equivalent of central bank money uh, and in the wholesale world. It's very different in the, in the retail world, which we know we're not participating in in any shape or form for either this conversation or as SDX, but definitely an interesting area. But really on the wholesale side of things, the answer seems to be a wholesale C CBDC would satisfy the use cases that we're referring to today. Yes, indeed. So you mentioned the difference between wholesale and retail side of things. And what we see in Europe is mainly a focus on retail CBDCs. But at one point in time, we could imagine that the ECB and other central banks around the world will work on a wholesale CBDC. Would the availability of a wholesale CBDC be a game changer for the settlement of digital assets by CSDs? Very much so. I think there are two main ways in which wholesale CBDCs could be game changers. I think, firstly, if the access criteria for holding and using them will be broader than the current criteria for being part of a national payment system, for instance, shortening the chains of correspondent banking arrangements and possibly reducing frictions and cost of cross-border transfers, so they can then be used for settlement of traditional assets. First, and secondly, if they could be used settling trades in the digital and crypto asset space, so using safe and stable settlement assets, such as wholesale CBDCs for DVP settlements of digital assets, would possibly unleash the potential of the emerging digital assets ecosystem, and at the same time would reduce its overall risk profile. 
if some DBP settlement service were available using such CBDC settlement assets. Thank you. You just mentioned several times the, the DVP process, so that's uh, delivery versus payments that you kind of compared with the atomic swap that you mentioned earlier. Delivery versus payments and settlement finality, these are two critical concepts uh, when we are talking about the legacy infrastructures. Um, DVP, you mentioned it a bit earlier, but settlement finality, does this concept apply in the same way under DLT as under the legacy systems? Yeah, absolutely. So settlement of so finality of settlements is a, is a critical concept uh, and the concept applies equally to DLT. So every transfer in a CST must have a clearly defined point of finality when it becomes unconditional and irrevocable which is why at SDX we use a private and permission ledger where consensus is decided by a central notary. That technology platform that we utilize is R3's Corda private DLT. Finality is determined immediately and in a deterministic fashion and transfers are all timestamped and cannot be unwound. SDX has been involved in several groundbreaking experimentations led by the BIS Innovation Hub. One of the latest experiments you've made was the project Jura uh, with the Swiss National Bank and Banque de France, in which you explored the cross-border and cross-currency settlement of digital assets using wholesale CBDCs. Based on the learnings from these experiments, could DLT and cash in a tokenized form facilitate cross-border and cross-currency settlements? Well, and what will that bring uh, to the EU and international, international capital markets? It's a great question, and one that we're, you know, we're very excited to have been involved in this experiment. DLT makes it possible and easier for a broad range of intermediaries to hold and transfer central bank tokens, CBDCs, including non-domestic banks. And we have indeed experimented with such scenarios in our Project Euro and Helvetia phase one and phase two projects. So these were carried out in conjunction with the SMB, the BIS Innovation Hub, and several domestic international banks, and in the case of Euro, the Bank de France. So what we see this as being a way to possibly reduce the complexity of cross-border payments, but also the chains of corresponding banking arrangements. Thank you, David. So now that we know what is security settlement and the different ways it could potentially be performed to settle tokenized bonds, I'm curious to know what was the cash settlement model that SDX has chosen and why did you make such a such choice? It's very happy to do so. So the SDX CSD uses the state-of-the-art DBP model one with synchronous intraday real-time settlement. The finality is fully deterministic in our private and permission DLT model. So the SDX CSD is approved and regulated by the Swiss regulator FIMA, and the settlement asset is tokenized Swiss francs that are backed one-to-one -one at all times by reserves held at the Swiss National Bank under an account by owned by SDX. This is as close as we can get to a CDBC, to central bank money, as is currently achievable under the policies of the SMB. And I understand that Switzerland is actively working on the development of a wholesale CBDCs. So do you plan to adapt the SDX settlement model when such CBDC will be available? Or do you plan to add that, to add that as a possible option on top of what you have currently? How do you see this, um, the, this model change with the arrival of a wholesale CBDC in Switzerland? So we are one step away from actually being able to provide the settlement leg via a wholesale CBDC. So in the recent Helvetia 2 experiments, we've shown that we could extend the SDX settlement model 
to easily support a Swiss wholesale CBDC, and also that our DLT platform would allow commercial banks to easily interoperate. So from a technical and from an operational and from a legal perspective, STX could support a wholesale CBDC today, but the decision to move forwards is for the SMB to make a policy decision effectively. At that point, with the minimum of effort on the STX side, we would adopt CBDCs for the cash lag. Okay, so I suppose that you are looking forward to that moment. Yes. <laughs> very good. Thank you very much. So this is um, clearly a fascinating topic, but uh, unfortunately we will have to come to an end to this podcast. So I think we will. Co- I will come to a conclusion where I say that well, the settlement process of the cash leg settlements is a complicated process because of the complex mechanism it involves, but also because of restrictive regulatory requirements. Still, we learned today that there are several ways to process the cash leg of securities transaction on a a blockchain, and some CSDs like yourselves already managed to do it in real life, so even under the existing regulatory framework. With that in mind, I have one last question for you. Maybe a complicated one, um, but we will see. When do you think that we will be able to use the words atomic settlements as often as we use the words delivery versus payments? So in other words, when will the settlements of bonds on the blockchain become a common practice in the EU, in the Netherlands, uh, for settlement transactions? Well, following the granting of our license in September and our subsequent go-live in November, SDX is now open for business. So we expect more issuances on the platform in 2022 and more member onboarding. So STX represents, I think, the dawn of the adoption of atomic settlement by the institutional space. But I would say that in two to three years, the concept of atomic settlement will be pretty widespread in the financial industry, in line with the acceleration of the involvement of a token-based ecosystem. I think the mass adoption of on-chain settlement will clearly take some more years. Okay, and then I suppose before that, there will be off-chain models that will exist and that will cohabit and that we will move towards a more DLT environment. Well, that is very interesting. Thank you very much, David, for having joined us today. And it was uh, very fascinating discussing with you. Well, thank you very much indeed, Sebastian, for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. For further episodes in the ICMA Future Leaders FinTech Working Group's Blockchain and Capital Markets podcast series, search ICMA Podcast on all major podcast providers. Or visit the media library on the ICMA website.